Thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. On the show today, Taylor Charlstrom has a report talking about rallying the tree nut industry to save the nickel soil lab. And I'll have a look at regional and national agricultural news, kicking off with regional ag news right after this. There's giant potential sleeping in your soil. Under drought conditions, it's never been more important to wake it up. Phycoterra, a superior soil microbial food, activates the native microbes responsible for your soil's health and water holding capacity. Adding Phycoterra to your crop increases water retention up to 10% and optimizes crop nutrient availability. Plus, it delivers excellent mixability and application flexibility, making it easy to add to your existing crop input strategy. Visit Phycoterra.com to learn how you can wake up your soil's giant potential with Phycoterra. The California Department of Food and Agriculture is now accepting comments on a draft request for grant applications for the Climate Smart Agriculture Technical Assistance Program. Public comments will be accepted for a two-week period and will be used to update the solicitation materials for an application period anticipated in early 2023. The Climate Smart Agriculture Technical Assistance Program was formalized by the Assembly Bill 2377 in 2018. The program complements and supports CDFA's Climate Smart agriculture suite of programs, including the Healthy Soils Program, the State Water Efficiency and Enhancement Program, and the Alternative Manure Management Program. 5% of any appropriation of funding to HSP and SWEEP is made available for CSA TA grants. Through this program, organizations provide technical assistance to farmers and ranchers to apply for HSP, SWEEP, or AMP, and then provide ongoing assistance to awardees as projects are implemented on farms. Resource Conservation Districts, University of California Cooperative Extension, and nonprofit organizations with demonstrated technical expertise in designing and implementing agricultural management practices are eligible for these grants. The draft for public comment describes the proposed maximum award, program requirements, and other important details of the program. To review the draft and submit written comments, please visit the Climate Smart Agriculture Technical Assistance page on the CDFA website. Fresno County's agricultural value has surpassed $8 billion for the first time, according to the 2021 Fresno County Crop Report. The report from the California Food and Agriculture Code shows total gross production value in Fresno County reached $8.09 billion last year. Despite the high number, Fresno County is no longer considered the number one ag county because of fallowed land due to lack of water. However, the food diversity in Fresno County was reflected in a report, including more than 170 different commodities. Almonds are the the leader in Fresno County, followed by grapes, pistachios, poultry, and milk, according to the report. California's almond acreage decreased for the first time in more than 25 years, according to a new report from Land IQ to the Almond Board of California. Total standing acreage as of August 31st was estimated at 1.64 million acres, compared with 1.66 million acres at the same time in 2021. Bearing acres, orchards producing almonds and planted in 2019 or earlier increased slightly to 1.34 million from 1.31 million last year. But non-bearing acres, new plantings going back to 20. 
2020, but not yet. Bearing almonds dropped to 294,000 acres from 353,000 acres in 2021. In addition, the Land IQ 2022 Standing Acreage and Removal Final Estimate said approximately 30,000 acres are either classified as stressed or abandoned. They were included in the standing acreage total because the orchards may have the ability to recover, according to Land IQ. Removed orchards contributed to the drop in total acreage and continued a trend from 2021. Total orchard acreage removed was about 60,400 acres as of August 31st this year, compared with 56,900 removed acres in 2022. Land IQ's report may indicate a possible trend towards lower California almond acreage in the year ahead, according to Richard Waycott, president and CEO of the Almond Board of California. He said this acreage adjustment was based on data collected through August 31st, so it does not reflect any additional removals that may have occurred as the harvest and post-harvest seasons progress this fall. Those data will be incorporated in the next acreage estimate to be published in April of 2023. The estimate comes from multiple lines of evidence, including extensive examinations on the ground and advanced remote sensing analytics. Land IQ said the 2022 standing acreage estimate is 98.8% accurate. A recent human study published in a scientific journal, Antioxidants, found that consuming grapes protected against ultraviolet damage to the skin. Study subjects showed increased resistance to sunburn after consuming two and a quarter cups of grapes every day for two weeks. Additionally, subjects displaying UV resistance demonstrated unique microbiomic and metabolomic profiles, suggesting a correlation between the gut and the skin. Natural components known as polyphenols found in grapes are thought to be responsible for these beneficial effects. This new study reinforces previous research in this area. In this investigation with 29 human volunteers, researchers examined the impact of consuming whole grape powder equivalent to two and a quarter cups of grapes per day for 14 days against photo damage from UV light. Subjects' skin response to UV light was measured before and after consuming grapes for nearly two weeks by determining a threshold dose of UV radiation that induced visible reddening after 24 hours. Additionally, metabolomic analysis of the gut, microbiome, blood, and urinary samples were undertaken. Ultimately, one-third of the subjects demonstrated UV resistance following grape consumption, and these same subjects displayed significant differences in the microbiome and the metabolome compared with the non-responders. Notably, the same three urinary metabolites were depressed in the UV resistance group. One metabolite in particular is a strong indicator of reduced photodamage and suggests unique genetic profiles of relevance for personalized medicine. Furthermore, three of the UV resistant subjects showed a durable response where the UV protection remained after reverting back to no grape consumption for four more weeks. This work suggests that a segment of the population is capable of resisting sunburn following grape consumption and that there is a correlation between the gut-skin axis and UV resistance. Over three million Americans are affected by skin cancer each year, largely as a result of exposure to sunlight. It is estimated that one in five Americans will develop skin cancer by the age of 70. Bee Hero is the leading almond pollination provider. We deliver measurable and verifiable pollination outcomes for almond growers and turn a previously unquantified fingers crossed gamble into a controllable expenditure. For the first time, growers can know exactly what they are getting for their money during pollination. Bee Hero accurately evaluates your bees pollination contribution in real time 
and gives you unprecedented visibility into the progress of Bloom. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure, be precise, be hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP of Sales at 559-467-9699. Be hero, superior bees, superior pollination. You explain a bit about what this very large facility does uh, for the tree nut industry and maybe some of the big ticket items that the facility has focused on for research this year, what it's contributed. Thanks, Taylor. Uh, well, um, the Nichols Soil Lab is a, the, basically the farm part of the Nichols Trust. M Nichols Trust was set up by Mr. Nichols in his will, you know, half a century ago for ag research. It's run by the trust. It's a private property, private entity that has a, a um, an MOU, a, a, a legal relationship with the University of California where the UC does research, has a, a research infrastructure set up to review proposals that come in from, the, from both UC, say Davis and Merced, USDA, places like that. Um, and we, I, my office or myself coordinates the researchers with the field work. Um, Stan Cutter is the halftime uh, farm manager at Nichols, paid for by the trust. There's two full-time employees that, that work there. They do the farming. Um, the research is conducted by UC. I'm kind of connecting the two and helping Stan with management. Um, uh, the, the, uh, the nut sales, which most mostly nuts, there's 110 acres of almonds, 115 acres of almonds and walnuts, mostly there's 17 acres of walnuts, the rest are almonds, and a couple acres of olives, table olives. So the the day-to-day -day monies running that the, the the monies that run the operation day-to-day -day come from crop sales. We do get uh, um, some money from the almond board to help with uh, research on the site that's that's run through my office, um, and the almond board has been very helpful with big-ticket items, uh, infrastructure, not not so much day-to-day, uh, -day, but you know we need a uh, years twelve years ago they they purchased a well the the whole shebang for nickels. Um, they help us with piping, well repair, big ticket things that that are, you know, we can't handle in, in one fell swoop. Uh, Walnut boards also contributed to that. But on a, on a, it's like a commercial op, commercial farm. We make, uh, we, we're kept going by the, the, uh, the crop sales from year to year. While probably, um, you know, a lot of the research that's come out of nickels would have would have been realized eventually down the road. It's really that Nichols has sped up the process of realizing a lot of these things for the industry. Um, and just, you know, that a lot of these things might not, you know, be at our fingertips now with without Nichols. And so that, that was a really important aspect of it. Can you kind of speak to how um, the research facility has really sped up the process of research in some areas for tree nuts? Thanks very much. Good, good question, Tyler. Um, I think the key thing that um, happens with, with dissemination of information from Nichols is the field day. Every year, uh, we have a half-day program um, where growers can go out and see the research. Growers and, and industry figures, anybody, it's, it's an open field day. There's no cost. Um, we get support from, the, uh, from Farm Credit, uh, helped us put on the program, but Nichols puts it on. Um, the researchers come out. They, you know, they stand in in the orchard where the work's done and talk about what what they've done. Growers get to see that, you know, if you stop pruning walnuts, they there they are. They look they look fine. Um, 
that really helps people. You can read about stuff, you can see pictures, but to get out, walk around, look at it, uh, that's one of those things that accelerates change. Um, I think it helps growers be comfortable with uh, with a new practice, and and that's that's worth a lot. I mean, that's part of our regular program. We have a field, you know, we have an annual field day, and growers look for it, expect it. Um, some years it's it's review. Some years there's some there's there's a uh, a unique piece. All of it's valuable. Some of it is um, extremely so. And um, the the existence of the place uh, allows you to have the potential to ask those questions. So Franz, JCS is putting on a fundraiser for Nichols, um, raising a half million dollars as its goal to to keep it up and running. We're we're kind of at the point now where in the facility where um, you know, funds are needed to to really keep it alive. And so that's kind of why we're doing this here, why we're talking about it today. Um, Franz, can you really, um, just to be as transparent as possible with everyone listening, can you explain the current state of the finances with Nichols, given that it's a private research facility and, you know, kind of how things have gotten to this point and, and why why we're doing this? Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we operate like a, a commercial operation, um, at the same time, we are a, a research facility with lots of little blocks and and in, inefficiencies that come with it. Um, we've and the, everybody we have almonds and walnuts are our primary uh, income stream. Um, and at the same time, we've been uh, developing we, we've with the monies that came from the big the feel the big years of six seven eight years ago. We dug a deep well. We've got forty new acres of ground. Uh, we spent we invested a lot of money. And now we're in a time of, of low prices, uh, high, and especially lately, higher costs, labor, water. We're in a drought, and and input costs have gone up, and we're in a bind where um, we need money to 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 make that 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 big number you mentioned, the half a million dollars, is from now to I guess to the end of of twenty twenty three, with development, with re, or with removal of orchards, um, you know, moving forward instead of just there would be a smaller number to just hang on, but that number is what it's taken would take us to to uh, pivot and move forward um, in this new environment we're in, where prices, you know, the volumes, the the the, the mark, the, the the volume in the market is high, um, prices are low, and input costs, particularly in the last year or so, are just are just skyrocketed. Certainly, growers are, are are all familiar, very familiar with that situation. Yes, yes, they are. And just, you know, what what would you really say to anyone listening, um, kind of going off of that in the Trina industry to to reiterate the importance of what Nichols does and encourage those that can to support the cause? Um, you know, just given that everyone, like you said, is dealing with what Nichols is doing. I mean, what would you really say to them to to support Nichols um, while they're trying to support themselves? That's a great question. I it is. These are really tough times. Um, unprecedented times. The world is—it's very different going forward. We don't know what it's going to look like. Um, uh, my argument would be, wherever possible, to have support from the industry to help us to keep nickels in the the the, the lineup, if you will, in, in the resources available to the to the industry and to California to move forward in this in this new world. It, research is really important when the, when you're facing the unknown. There's a lot of experience you can use. When you know what you know what to expect, we don't know what to expect going forward. So, research, um, irrigation research, uh, all the things that, all the information on production practices 
and varieties and plantings that to help us move forward is going to be valuable in the long run. And Nichols provides, not exclusively provides that, but it's part of that chunk. And if you take that chunk away or if that chunk is diminished um, by economics, uh, that that diminishes the whole organization. And it, it's, a, it's a tough spot to be in for, for Nichols as well as the industry because um, their resources are short. So I'd ask if you could to help us. Um, and we thank you for the support that we've received over the years. Do you know the nutrient use efficiency people? Yes, I'm talking about the folks at Verdesian Life Sciences that deliver crop insights and solutions so California crops grow to their full potential. From micros with a proprietary delivery system to solutions that help improve the uptake and assimilation of applied nutrients. Visit VLSCI.com to learn more about Verdesian solutions or to connect with a local representative right here in California. The FAO Food Price Index averaged 135.7 points in November of 2022, virtually unchanged from October. The index offered month-on-month -month decreases in the price indices for cereals, dairy, and meat, nearly offsetting increases in vegetable oils and sugar. At this level, the index stood only marginally above 0.3% its corresponding value in November of 2021. The cereal price index averaged 150.4 points in November, down 1.9 points from October, but still 6.3% above of its value a year ago. The oil price index averaged 154.7 points, up 3.4 points after declining for seven consecutive months. The dairy price index averaged 137.5 points, down 1.7 points, but remained 9.2% above its value a year ago. The meat price index averaged 117.1 points, down 1.1 points from October, but 4.1% above its value a year ago. And finally, the sugar price index averaged 140 14.3 points in November, up 5.7 points from October. In response to relatively stronger net farm incomes, U.S. farm sector capital expenditures have increased dramatically in the last three years, according to research by the University of Illinois. In 2019, farm sector capital expenditures were approximately $30.1 billion. The forecasted value for 2022 is $44.2 billion. Capital expenditures include tractors, trucks, autos, machinery, buildings, land improvements, and miscellaneous expenditures. Capital consumption represents a declining balance of capital stock or economic depreciation. The ratio of capital expenditures to capital consumption increased from 1.06 in 2019 to 1 1.70 in 2022. The data implies that farmers have used a portion of their strong net farm incomes in the last few years to replenish their capital stock. The changes in expenditures during the last four years have differed among expenditure categories. Specifically, increases were larger for tractors and machinery than for autos, trucks, buildings, and land improvements. USA's Economic Research Service finds cover crop mixes account for 18 to 25 percent of acres with cover crops. However, the use of single species cover crops is more common. For cornfields in 2021, almost 75 percent of acres with cover crops used a grass or small grain cover crop such as cereal rye, winter wheat or oats. At 44 percent of acreage, cereal rye was almost twice as common as winter wheat as a cover crop on corn for grain fields. Rye and winter wheat were also the most common cover crops on 
soybean fields in 2018. Winter wheat was the most common cover crop used on cotton fields in 2019. Farmers add cover crops to rotations to provide living seasonal soil cover between a planting of the two cash or forage crops. Including cover crops in a rotation can provide benefits such as improved soil health and water quality, weed suppression, and reduced soil erosion. The Department of Agriculture has announced the new Agricultural Science Center of Excellence for Nutrition and Diet for Better Health. The virtual center is part of President Biden's cancer moonshot effort to end cancer as we know it. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says the virtual center will connect existing resources, including people and programs to leverage expertise and increase coordination and cooperation. USDA is enhancing its research to focus on precision nutrition science to better understand the needs of underserved communities. The World Cancer Research Fund claims 30 to 50 percent of all cancer cases are preventable by following a healthy diet and lifestyle. USA Chief Economist Seth Meyer discusses the dramatic downturn in government payments to farmers during 2022. First of all, you're starting to, to, to see those pandemic-related programs. In terms of direct government payments, you're talking about kind of the, the, the declines and you're, you're trailing off on all those USDA and non-USDA pandemic payments that were really big in 2020 and 2021, kind of the the, the, the traditional government payments that are uh, a function of prices, so things like things like ARC and PLC. Obviously, with the prices that we're seeing now, those don't trigger a whole lot. So there's not a lot of expenses there. There are some increases year over year in government payments for some disaster assistance programs, but you're talking about coming down well off of the direct government payments that you observed in 2020 during the height of the pandemic, much more in line with a more, you know, close to a more 10-year average on what direct government payments are. Once again, USA Chief Economist Seth Meyer. Sponsored by the California Walnut Board and Commission, supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, driving consumer demand, doing more together. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Net Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.